Welcome to another episode of the Mixed Nuts Podcast. This is your host, C-Money. And the wife. In this episode, we will be uh, talking about our experience at Naughty in New Orleans 2019. Uh, I would like to say that we both agree we had a much better time this year than we did last year. Um, and it's due to a number of factors, but um, we've been in the lifestyle two years now. So last year's Naughty, it was a new experience for us. We really didn't know what to expect. This year's Naughty, we kind of had an idea of what to expect and the goings on and goings in of, of of the event. So, you know, we knew, we, we kind of knew how to better navigate some of the... Uh, the events, the communication, the things like that. So we'll, we'll we'll definitely detail a lot of you know what we what we liked, what we didn't like um, in this episode. So um, I wanted to start by by talking about our experience as ambassadors for the event. Um, one, I'd like to say, being an an ambassador for the event affords you a ton. Of opportunities, not just a you know, because you're there's a there's a cost savings attached to it, but you know the the benefits of being able to meet more people, um, being able to interface with the organizers of the event, um, and even though this was our first time being ambassadors, um, if we decide to do it in the future, you know th- those relationships that we build with the the organizers of the event. Uh, will only you know enhance, and you know we'll be be more involved. You know we'll, there'll be pro- probably more opportunities for us to do things. So, just wanted to start there with that. What did you think about being an ambassador, babe? I really liked it. It, it like you said, it gave us an opportunity to meet people that we probably wouldn't have met before. There were a lot of times where people came up to us and said, "Oh my gosh, I just seen you," and then that would start a conversation or are you guys off tonight? You know, because they had seen us work the day before or something like that. Um, And then also to touch base on the, um, the organizers, you know, I am so grateful. I can't tell you how many times I told the playroom supervisor, the ambassador supervisor, the Bob and Tuss, just thank you for letting us have this experience. Cause uh, it, like you said, there are some cost savings, but the experience and, uh, the connections that you make are, are priceless. Yeah, and 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 we really got into being being a part of this uh, ambassador experience due to uh, a couple we we know um, that we met last year at NIN. Uh, it kind of gave us kind of you know they put a good word in for us yes. with the event organizers, and that allowed us to to you know reap the benefits of this. And uh, we we want to we want to say thank you to them. Yes, definitely. And we definitely look forward to. Uh, Doing this some more. So um, outside of the cost savings, um, yeah, I mean, the the benefits of just meeting people. I mean, we were the, you know, we got there Tuesday, uh, a day before the event actually starts. Uh, Wasn't really a lot going on. They did have a a meet and greet set up at one of the bars. I think it was 3090 on Frenchman Street. Yes. Uh, We went. It was it was a little dead, but um you I know. think that's because there was a lot of vanilla people in there. And I think the people that had come in on Tuesday had kind of spread out. It wasn't really yeah. an organized kind of meet and greet. It was just, if you're here Tuesday, here's a meet and greet set up for you. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, Wednesday the event starts. Um, our our first ambassador shift started at 11. Yes. It was from 11 to 3. Uh, we were down at registration. And there was some initial confusion as and such as far as uh you know where we were going to be placed cuz you know there were a lot of people down at registration well and i think our for some reason our shift started at 11 and everybody else started at 10 yeah. so we kind of got there at the tail end of the first shift um to where when we showed up they were like well i we have no idea where to put you yeah yeah so you know we we eventually you know we we went out and started greeting people like your your favorite walmart greeter <laughs> yeah. um we it, it it afforded us an opportunity from eleven to three to meet everybody, everybody. that came in that, that during that time to register for the event. Yeah. Um. And I mean, we ran to some people we knew, 
we interface with some people that we that we didn't know but we might have seen at naughty last year and and of course we we definitely talked to to some new people definitely and and i gotta tell you we could have stood there like bumps on the log and just pointed but we really i think we seen the opportunity that we had and we took advantage yeah, of it. yeah we we engaged and uh that's what this is all about you know making connections engaging people you know everybody's not going to be your cup of tea but you know at least you know you know have a smile on your face, say hi, and, you know, see where things go. Because, like I've mentioned so many times in this podcast, you know, it's a small world, this community. And so, you know, you having an off day or something like that or just ignoring somebody because, um, you know, they're not your cup of tea or, or you might not think they're your cup of tea. You know, that's that's uh, that's a missed opportunity right there in so many ways other than just playing yeah. Um, but one thing that I that I did was what I noticed was you could see like the frustration on people's faces as they were getting ready to walk in the door from a day of travel, you know, depending on where they came from or if they were driving in. And so I really uh, uh, about an hour or so into our shift uh, just started greeting the women with like, you're here, you made it. And just seeing the stress melt from their face and the excitement uh, uh, that they were there, you know, was, was, was a lot of fun. And I actually had a couple women come up to me, um, in meet and greets that were like, when you greeted me, it just made my day and it kicked it off. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And another thing about, you know, being an ambassador, um, with this event, there's a time commitment of 14, a minimum of 14 hours that you have to commit to, you know, volunteering, at, at, at various different uh, stations, I'll call them. And so, you know, we, we, we wanted to we wanted to try and get as much of our time commitment out of the way during the first day. So, you know, we did four hours for registration, which was the greeting. Um, we did, what, three hours in the playroom that first night. Oh, my God. It and felt we like did, so much and, longer. And we did two hours um for the for the for the kickoff parade so and i was just throwing beats mm -hmm. so that was probably the easiest part of the day um if you can imagine standing for what was that nine hours yes of your day um yeah you, you can imagine that after after uh our shifts we uh we crashed yeah so the the beat throwing was definitely my favorite. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. We stood over the balcony at the at the Aster and and kind of got the crowd warmed up because that's where the the parade started. And it was so much fun throwing beads um, and, and getting the crowd excited and and just having everybody um, kind of being a part of getting the the parade kicked off was, yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I know last year when we were we walked the parade last year. And we, we, we said we wouldn't do that this year, mainly because, I mean, you, you expect bourbon to be live and lively and crazy, but it's when coming down that back street on Royal uh, and you see all these kids. Yes. <laughs> uh, last year, it was kind of a shock to, you know, just, you know, the people are dressed up and kind of skimpy, you know, some ladies might be, you know, they might have their breasts out and then you're walking on the street with all these kids and it's like, hmm. Personally, I think that kids shouldn't be allowed on Bourbon Street. Yeah, it should definitely be. But, you know. But, hey, it's New Orleans and that's the way they live. So, but it is what it is. That, and it's a long, it's a, for us, it felt like a long walk. And, and when you're walking in heels, um, it's just didn't appeal to us this year so before we even signed up for the ambassadors I, we had kind of made the decision we weren't going to walk we were going to stand and and uh and watch the parade yeah yeah so back to the playrooms um let's talk about our playroom experience as ambassadors uh we had no expectations going in and in fact we thought that by the time our shift was over with, we would be so horny right? that we had to go back to the room and have sex. But I think because we worked all day, we were just so ready for the day to be over with. Yeah. We went to bed. We went to bed. Now, we worked the playroom shift from 10.30 to 1.30. Um, playrooms don't open until 11, but... 
I would say our playroom didn't get hopping until 11.30. It didn't get hopping until probably 11.30, 11.45. And then, we expected it to be a piece of cake kind of job. Um, you work. You know what's <laughs> funny is I went back today and listened to our podcast about getting ready for Nin. Yeah. And we specifically talked about how excited we were for the playroom and yeah. how it was going to be so much fun. But check with us after yeah. And so now we're filling in the check with us after part. Yeah. yeah. It you, is. You definitely, you, depending on which room you get assigned, you will definitely be working. And I think for us that day, um, the supervisor told us that a lot of the other rooms weren't as busy because people were just coming in and stopping at our room because it was yeah. the big, large We were in the big, room. large tantrum room. Yeah. So it had the, the most beds, most space. So and, and everybody only... just kind of parked. Yeah. 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 I mean, you are at the beginning of the shift, you know, you you have your shirt, your your khaki shorts and your tennis shoes and by the end of the shift, I was soaking wet with sweat and yeah. had taken my shoes off because it was so much easier to maneuver around the beds without shoes on than it was with them. Um you, you would you would not understand how much you work in those playrooms unless you do it. And unfortunately, we we did have to pick up a second playroom shift, um, mainly due to I don't know there, there's a quirk in the in the uh, the scheduling, and I don't know if it's on purpose or <laughs> if it's you know a, a a defect of the scheduling application or platform that they use. So if they're you, smart, it's on purpose. Yeah, you would have we would have you would have a uh, you would have a a shift that starts at say ten. And it would end at like 159 instead of two. <laughs> and so due to that, we wound up being like literally three minutes short of our required 14 hours time commitment. So we picked up another playroom shift because, you know, we didn't know that it was going to be as much work as it was. Because so. we thought it would be fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we thought so, it'd be so easy. So luckily, you know, a good friend of ours that's also amb- ambassadors, he, 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 gave us, he gave us a tip. On, on how which, to do math. <laughs> on which rooms to uh, to try and, you know, Get manage. Get the second time. To try and manage when you're in the playroom. And uh, on our second uh, shift, on our second playroom shift, uh, we, we definitely stayed away from the big room. Yeah. And we uh, I selected the dark room or the blackout room or the room that is sens- sensory depri- deprivation for sight. You know, somebody might hear you say dark room and they might think of something else. The black room, they might think of something else. <laughs> no, there's another the room for that. One. It's called the plus one room. But <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then my wife got you know stuck with the uh, with the toy room, which didn't have any toys. And what was the other room? Well, it was the bi room, but it yeah, the just, bi couples room. But it just ended up turning into couples room. Well, I, yeah, it, I don't even just, know if it was bi couples room. It just yeah, turned, it was yeah. just yeah, it was just another room. It, it was, was the it, pink it, room. It, it it turned into find a bed. Yeah, wherever it was, finally. Yeah, it was the last room, so it was the last resort room. Yeah, um, yeah. I gotta tell you though about the the blackout room. I was very surprised at how busy that room was. Now, as far as cleaning that particular space, um, we had conflicting. At least I had conflicting reports. One of the old uh, supervisors. You know, he he we, he would come in and like check in on us and everything. He wasn't even working there, but he would just come in and check on. He's like, well, you know, when back in my day, we would change the sheets every hour, um, whereas our current supervisor told us no, it only get changed every two hours. So I changed them every two hours. So it was kind of an easy job because I would just go in, tell everybody you got ten minutes left. When ten minutes were up, I go in and cut the lights on. If if you weren't out of there by then, then oh well. And so yeah, I I I would change the sheets every two hours based on what you know the current supervisor said. I couldn't go based off what the old supervisor says because times change. So that was an easy assignment. That was an easy gig. Um, but yeah, definitely the uh, the second playroom. If you know when whenever we become or do the ambassador thing again, we will definitely stick to only doing one playroom, <laughs> as most other people have. Yeah, I so. think uh, well for the toy room there was. I think the person that originally signed up to bring toys had to back out or something, and and there was several just bad things that happened that that left it without 
toys, but then there was a vendor there um, that actually brought up toys towards the end of our shift. Um, and so they, they used it. So it did end up being a, a, a toy room after all. But, you know, one of the things that helped us the second playroom shift was the shift supervisor seen us busting our butts in that um, tantra room the first night. And so when, when she seen that we were there the second time, she was like, yes, thank you. Where do you guys want to go tonight? And we got first dibs. So, yeah. you know, don't let this, if you do decide to be an ambassador, don't take it lightly because people are watching you and, and the impression that you give is lasting. And uh, so, yeah, you're getting a gift. So make sure you give one also. Yeah, another thing to bring up about the playrooms is, you know, I mean, yeah, everybody's, you know, involved and having a good time. Uh, clean up after yourself. I mean, there were several times when, you know, nobody wants to pick up your condoms. Yeah, I don't understand that. You know you took them off. Pick them up and throw them away. There was trash cans literally at the corner of every bed. Yeah. Um, and then something I, okay, so I honestly expected to pick up condoms and condom wrappers. Something I did not expect to pick up was a tampon. Come on, ladies. Are you serious? Like, uh, you you obviously know you took your tampon out. Uh, the and, and the thing that killed me was the tampon was laying right next to the trash can. Um, so, yeah, I, working the playrooms, have some etiquette and clean up after yourself. Yes, people are there to clean up, but come on now. We're all adults. Yeah. So, yeah, Wednesday was pretty much a day of work for us. Um, we crashed after the playroom shift. Woke up Thursday, went and grabbed breakfast. Uh, we knew Thursday was going to be a day for us to to really get down to the nitty gritty of of Nin partying and all that stuff. Uh, it's really a day when a lot of things really happened. Right. Um, you got your bar takeovers. You got all your meet and greets. Um, there are two bar takeovers, four bar takeovers every day from that point on. Um, two from noon to three and then two more from three to six um whatever your flavor of music or crowd and this this and that um there's something for you there was something there for you yeah definitely um some of the favorite ones that we liked um bourbon heat yes uh, i don't think there was any big thing going on there any raffles or anything but no the music that was, was great yeah the music was great the, the dj was, the dj um, was awesome is ios connection i think is the dj for that one yeah and and he does really great yeah we we that party i was excited about um because it really kind of was the kickoff for us uh great music great vibe the place is is it was packed packed um uh mallory from casual swingers made me sign up for a booty shaking contest which you rained on that curb parade and made me leave yeah we had kind of made some plans to uh go play with a couple we had met um at five so the booty shaking contest was like at four fifteen or something like that and, and we like, didn't want to miss it yeah i was like you we're gonna we're gonna miss our play date if you're in this booty contest because it's gonna last longer than 45 minutes <laughs> so so i'll have to sign up for the booty shaking contest um, yeah um uh, another big one that we enjoy uh, occurs on Fridays. It's it's at the beach. There's a huge phone party. Um, even though this year compared to last year, it just seemed like it was it was a lot more humid. You think so? Yeah, for me, I I I got overheated. I had to like like get out of there for a minute. Yeah, it just it just seemed like it got it was a lot more humid for me. Really? I know you enjoyed it. I I mean I love it. We yeah. had we had talked about this particular party leading up to us going probably a couple months ago because this was my absolute hard i'm not leaving it if you have something set up you have to do it on your own yeah um because i'm not leaving yeah and and there are you know a couple of 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 couples that you know once you did leave came back around circled back around to make sure i was okay or whatever and i'm like yeah i'm fine we we talked about this months ago. Yeah. So, so yeah, I love the phone party. It's just such a great atmosphere, and everybody's having a good time. It's it's 
people start lining up for it early. Like, this is the one where everybody is, oh, yeah, I heard about that one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then the uh, the Razo or the Razu. Um, Razu. It's where they host the Miss No Swimsuit Contest. Um, they give a a uh, a trip to Hito out to the winner of that contest. Um, we knew a, a, one of the women that were that were in the contest, and she actually did really well. She didn't win, unfortunately, but I mean, the woman that won was smoking. She, she was hot. Yeah. yeah, she was. Yeah, and if you didn't know her, like everybody knew who she was at this at the at that uh, contest because she yeah she was she was bad. Her abs were amazing. Yeah, she was bad. That whole body was amazing. Yeah. Very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, we did attend a couple meet and greets. Uh, we went to the podcast's meet and greets at the uh, Saints and Center bar there on Bourbon. Um, really interface with, uh, with with Tom and Bunny. Tom and Bunny. We talked to them. We'll probably be, you know, hopefully, you know, we talked about being a, a guest speaker on one of their podcasts. So hopefully that'll come up here in the next couple months. Uh, they should be here in Central Florida sometime in September, right? Yeah, I think they said the third weekend, so that would be an Oz party. Yeah, so we might try and set something up then. We'll see what happens. We'll let you know. Um, definitely talk to uh, James and Tara with Sex Interrupted. Tara. Tara. James and Tara with Sex Uninterrupted. Uh, <laughs> check them out. And, of course, uh, Casual Swingers, Mickey and Mallory. Uh, love those guys. Um, who else did we interface with? We interfaced with a lot of them. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think we saw the Torrid Souls ladies, but we didn't, you know, really talk to them. I mean, there were a lot of people that were being talked to, and, you know, we, we really didn't want to interrupt their conversation and stuff. But we definitely connected with uh, some couples um, in regards to just, you know, getting to know them. They, they might have not been podcasters, but there were a lot of non-podcasters there also. They were there to... To also talk to their some of their favorite podcasters, so you know, and you know, we're getting there. So, <laughs> I I really liked it. I got to tell you, going into this meet and greet, I was super nervous because I thought, uh, you know, we had went there to meet the podcasters that we listened to and to kind of put our name out there. Yeah, um, and I was kind of nervous about putting our name out there because I expected you know, oh, we have a podcast too for them to be like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then turn their back on us. Yeah. And I could, it couldn't have been any further from that. Um, you, Tom and bunny, when they, you know, heard our idea for our podcast life through an interracial couple's eyes, they thought it was a great idea. Yeah. It touches a niche that, you know, is probably not really touched on. And they, and, and Tom gave you a lot of advice. I mean, I was so excited. He just gave you a lot of advice and told you get in touch with him because he's, you know, he's figured some things out, you know, by trial and error. And if he can help you go straight to the answer. Yeah, help me navigate those those waters. Yeah, yes. I'll take all the help we can get. Exactly. You know, so I, was, I had a good conversation with James from Sex Un- Uninterrupted. And um, I kind of fanned out because I really, um, Jackie from uh, One Love 101 uh-huh. um, and, and Tara, I listen to a lot. And those two women... Um, are so raw and so open um, you know they're real and and some of the advice that they've given some of the the topics that they've talked about some of the situations that they've worked through um, have really touched me so meeting those actual women um, for a second I, I fanned out with both of them and, and got really excited but they're so down to earth and, yeah. and, uh, and Tara and I were talking about our top about our, our podcast and and uh, she wanted me to message her with some ideas, and and I did, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. And then, of course, Mickey and Mallory. Like I can't even believe we, you know, are lucky enough to interact with them because they're so much fun. Not only interact, I mean, they're they're local to us, so yeah. I mean, we can always reach out and do something with them. So, yeah, you know, we're definitely looking forward to, to you know, to to being on their podcast, inviting them to our podcast. So you know, based on the topic, and just hanging out, with and them. just hanging out. So. Yeah, yeah. definitely looking forward to that. So. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of people. Um, Saints and Sinners is really cute. I would definitely like to go back there, you know, next time we go and just hang out. It was a really nice, yeah, unique place. Um, and we met other people at the the podcasters meet and greet. Just you know, other just other couples that were there to meet their favorite podcasters. So uh, we met a couple from Harrisburg. 
Pennsylvania. It's kind of the middle of nowhere, but they were a good couple to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, met a couple from Denver. Yes. Um, also a good couple to talk to. So, and you know, we have their information. We'll we'll keep in touch. And uh, we gave them our cards, and you know, hopefully they listen. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it was it was definitely. I would say it was one of the highlights for me. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, any other meet, uh, meet and greets? There were some other meet and greets. Um, yeah, we just really didn't interact. We didn't. We didn't attend them because either we were doing dinner, or they happened at times while we were at a different meet and greet. Yeah. Uh, for instance, you know they would they would have a meet and greet. I would say from seven p.m. to eight p.m. every night in the the main Astor Hotel. Just different groups of people. Just different like groups that. of people. But uh, yeah, we we didn't get in, a, in a, uh, an opportunity to attend those. Maybe something we should you know at least try and do next year. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like, the, there's something for everybody to do at every moment of yeah. every day when you're at NIN. So trying to do it all the first time is there's no way you're going to do it. So yeah, you know this year we had some goals in mind and we achieved them there were some things that we weren't able to get to that hopefully we will next year yeah yeah and so let's talk about um the actual um host hotels let's talk about the aster versus the saint okay um what were some of the things that you that you liked about each one and that you disliked about each one so architecturally I like the Aster because it's got the old classic feel to it. I mm-hmm. think it's absolutely beautiful and the lobby is is decorated really really nice, really classy establishment. Um, you know, the rooms are are typical hotel rooms. Yeah. They're nice. Uh the playrooms, the way that the playrooms are set up, I really I prefer the playrooms at the Aster than I do the Saint because the playrooms at the Aster have some kind of boundary set up where the the saint doesn't. Yeah, well, the saint the saints playrooms are. Let's give you a visual. They take over a couple suites on the second floor at the saint. So these are are really nice suites. They're not really nice. They're suites. not designed to be be playroom spaces. So these suites, I mean, they have amazing bathrooms. Um, they're usually two bedroom suites. So there's two beds. There's amazing ba- uh, bathrooms. There's amazing living space. Um, so you, your typical high end suite. Yes. So and they're yeah. not they're not they're not designed to be playrooms such such as the type that you will see at your your lifestyle club. Right. Where it's just a bunch of beds, or you know, like at the Aster where there are specific spaces rooms themed rooms curtains blocking off curtains and shears and things like that that you know that give you that sense of not complete privacy now you can get complete privacy if you want if you close the shears on in in the in the curtains but you can have that you know that that semi private yeah um encounter yeah so for me that the saint was just um uh you know, it's 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 a bed in the middle of a bedroom. And so, you know, there might be two couples on it. There might be four couples on it. There might be six couples on it. Yeah. The night that we went over to the Saint, there was a lot of um, people walking around clothed, you know, fully clothed and, and just kind of watching. And I don't, I don't really like that. The vibe is different. The vibe is different yeah. in the sense that if you're it's at more the like play, a house party if, vibe. Yeah, if you're at the Saint's playroom, there's limited play space, and you hear a lot of talking, a lot of chatter. Whereas over at the Astor's Playroom, even though there's a lot more people there, there are a lot more people actually engaged in sex or some kind of uh, intimate activity. There's music. There's you know some. There's that ambiance there. Mm-hmm. So it kind of drowns out people talking. Yeah. You know, because people talking can kind of be a distraction and, and get you off your game. Mm-hmm. You know, I noticed that when I was over at the Saint, I couldn't really maintain an erection. Mm-hmm. But the moment we left the playroom and went to a private room, I was good. Yeah. So 
just that's that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, but the Saint is a beautiful hotel. It's the Saint is a very beautiful hotel. It's super sexy, super modern. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't it, call it modern. It's just it's in theme. Yeah. the the whole The whole hotel is in theme. It's a Saint and Sinners hotel, and so like one of the playrooms was called in that hotel. One of the suites is called the Lucifer Suite. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 got a, it's kind of got that dynamic where yeah. the saints and sinners. Uh, yeah, but I would say it's modern because it had well for me. I mean, I like old stuff, but I would say it's modern because it had a lot of like the LED lights lined up. It had a a lot of um, just like super sexy appeal to it. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of the like when you're walking out and you've got the statues and and it it, it just it was a really cool hotel. Yeah, I personally just prefer the Astor. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of, and a lot of the stuff goes on at the Astor too. So, as opposed to walking over there, I prefer to just be at the Astor. Yeah, the Astor is the main hotel, so everything's pretty much there outside of the dungeon. The dungeon is at the Saint, um, but all of your theme night parties are at the Astor, unless it's one of, unless it's the only theme night party that's off site. Mm-hmm. Um, all of your vendors and everything are at the Astor. Your large playrooms are at the Astor. Yeah, pretty much everything's at the playroom. Yeah. We had our room at the Aster decorated really nice. You know, the wife, I mean, she 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 goes all out with this stuff. I mean, our door was crazy decorated. Uh, you come in the room, you walk through. I don't even what what are those things, babe? That you had the little sheer curtain sight. Yeah, it was just like sparkly, a, whatever it was. <laughs> it was just like a. Um, like you buy for like a birthday party or like a, a photo booth kind of wall or something. It was just like, um, uh, like just sheer. I don't even know how I found it, but it was like the like the uh, plastic paper that was cut into like different um, lines and kind of made a curtain to where I had them folded back to where it looked like you were walking through. Yeah, yeah. something. So we had kind of our our own playroom. I, mean, I had she, Christmas lights. Yeah, we had. Well, well, they were they were pink lights. They were pink. String lights, right. which I think we're gonna upgrade to multicolor LED, because now she's got me, you know, like like really thinking about this decorating. See, that's stuff. what that's what happens. <laughs> I plant the seed to where you get hungry for it, and then I just let you take over. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it just it. We got so many compliments from people that that walked in our room. Like they were they were very impressed with what you do, babe. Yeah. You know? Well, I us and, and the unicorn that stayed with us that first night she yeah. helped too yeah so, that's true yeah. um one thing that i we also had was a a, a sensi um like a, a what do you call those things? Uh, an oil diffuser yeah an oil diffuser that yeah. that lit up an led one yeah um and then we had our you know regular strobe light thing that gave off yeah that puts a kind of like some kind of design feature on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So I think next year though I'm going to move to like the plugins because one of the people that we hang out with had plugins in their room and it smelled really nice. I mean ours did too, but yeah, I like that. Yeah. Also. So yeah, I mean we had you, you, you ladies, you, you did a great job on our room. I, 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 you took a nap and woke up and were like, what, what the hell happened? <laughs> uh, and it's funny because when we were packing to to leave. You needed to put something in a suitcase, and you you opened up the suitcase that had all the decorations in it, and I thought for sure I was going to get in trouble once you realized a whole suitcase was literally just decorations. Yeah. But you knew it was probably just best to close it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, another big thing that we wanted to touch on was uh, setting a budget for things, man, because... You know, this isn't, this isn't like a cruise where it's all inclusive. You've already paid for everything. So you got to set a budget for eating. That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then maybe a late night snack, depending on how late you're up, what kind of activities you're in. Um, transportation budget. Uh, if you're flying in and, you know, to and from the hotel, from the airport, you know, Uber or a taxi is going gonna, gonna to run you, you know, at least at least $40 each way. Um, and then, you know, whatever travel you want to do while you're at the event. I mean, you don't want to, I mean, you can pretty much walk everywhere. Um, but there were some places that we didn't want to walk to mainly, um, Frenchman street, which Mm -hmm. is kind of far from the hotel. So, you know, you take an Uber, it's like 10 bucks, but, uh, do you definitely need to, to budget for that, for that and, 
and um, the food. Um, now, last year, when we went to Nin, we met a couple that was local, and they get they gave us a great tour of, of Naughty and uh, not Naughty, but they gave us a great tour of, of New Orleans, the Bourbon Street downtown area in general. Um, so we got a lot of tips on where to eat, uh, where not to eat. Uh, if you want to save money, uh, some places to eat, things like that. Um, Bourbon Street can be kind of expensive to eat, you know, surprisingly. Um, so I would recommend trying to find a local couple because Tuesday night we ran into a local couple at the meet and greet and they gave us some ideas too. So yeah. if you by any chance come across a local couple, they're gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So... Another thing was the with the transportation, uh, we they had buses to the Fillmore theme night party, the Blue Bayou one. Yeah. Um, but we literally came down and just missed the bus. So in waiting for the bus to go there, unload, reload, come back, it would have taken, he said, you know, thirty to forty minutes. So we just decided to Uber down there. So um, they did have transportation for us, but we kind of took the easy way out. Yeah. And come to find out, it wasn't even that far. We could have walked. You weren't in heels. You're right. I wasn't in heels. (laughs) So maybe, no, we couldn't have walked. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so um, in regards to theme nights, um, since we worked two of the nights, we only went to two. Uh, We did the Blue Bayou at the the Fillmore. Yes. And that's in the Harris Casino. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a good time at that one. I did too, but they, I... They I, have a live band in the main area, um, and they were there last year, right? They were there last year. And they're really good. Yeah, yeah. I I thought they were really good. I, I had a great time. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of room. There was a lot more room this year than there was last year at the House of Blues. At the House of Blues, yeah. Yeah, and, and it seems like there was a lot more people there this year. Well, there were a lot more people in general this year. I mean, I mean we've, we've heard estimates from... 2018 versus 2019 and there were about 13 1400 couples this year as opposed to about 800 900 couples last year oh i didn't hear that yeah so huh definitely a a a, a larger group of people yeah it so. was uh but uh, the good thing also about the the party the blue bayou party at the fillmore um was they had a uh, like a DJ in a side lounge in the lounge, yep. So you could go from you know DJ music to the to the live to music, the live band, to the live and, band. and back and forth. And then, then they also had a <clears throat> excuse me, they also had a real nice area in between where you could actually talk. Yeah. So it it was it was a great setup. I, I liked it at the Fillmore. Yeah, I liked it at the Fillmore too. Um, the other party that we attended the uh, was Saturday night. It was the Mardi Gras event, and um, you know this, this was in the Astor Hotel that, at the on the second floor of the two ma- two main ballrooms. Um, they did crown king and queen. Yep. Now what do they get? They just get the accolade of being king and queen. There's no. I mean, we kind of walked in at the end, so I don't know. Oh. I think they just they're oh they um they're they lead the parade next year. That's it. Yeah, yeah they lead the parade next year. So congratulations to Tara and James. Yes. They definitely, I think, embody what the lifestyle is and um, and what we aspire to. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the only thing that... I've had a gripe about the theme parties in the Aster since last year is that that area where you get off of the elevator is so congested because they have vendors there also. Yeah, you they know what? That's a good point. They should probably move those vendors to a different area. I know you want to be seen first, but that area gets so congested that you can barely walk. Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't think they had this this last year, but this year. So when you, if you haven't been, you're not going to have any idea what I'm talking about. But if when you're walking into, um, not the one where they crowned the king and queen, but the other ballroom, mm-hmm. um, right there off to the right past the bathrooms there's another little side hallway that they had a couple of vendors on this year i don't think they had that last year and so yeah if they could move them down there and kind of open that space because one of the vendors is like the 
the the body paint one, and that yeah. takes up a lot of room. So if they could just figure out a way to uncongest that area, yeah. it would be great because it bottlenecks right there. It sure um, does. And then you've also got the vet, the the the. the, the ambassadors who are trying to make sure that you're not bringing you know your room alcohol onto the the dance floor because obviously there's you know vendors there that want to sell alcohol so they have to do that um so yeah it really does bottleneck right there and and that would be a great idea if they could just figure out a way to kind of move them around a little yeah. bit yeah anything else on the theme nights that you want to touch on but i was kind of bummed that we missed the intergalactic one yeah uh, I, I i was kind of bummed what other, what was the other one intergalactic oh the glow one but that's i mean everybody has a glow one but i was kind of excited about the intergalactic one i bought you a shirt that had a alien riding a unicorn yeah but you know we had to play i mean we had to work, we the, had play to work the playroom so. so yeah it is what it is yeah next year i definitely won't buy my theme night outfits until we get our shifts yeah and hopefully you know if if we do decide to do it again um, the event organizer said that they would have that information earlier than they did this year. Yeah, yeah. I think this year with uh, Nin Vegas, it kind of yeah, yeah might have threw everything in a wrench. Yeah, like I know or something. But anyways, <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the the I like the theme nights. Um, I just think this year we had more of a focus on playing than we did last year i think last year i was super excited about you know the partying and this year we kind of had let's get dressed up let's go find some people and let's go play yeah yeah so another thing i want to bring up um from our meeting or discussion with the the local couple that we met last year um they brought up the there's a a swing house in new orleans where it's a, a group of condos and has a pool in the middle, pool, hot tub in the middle. And uh, it's all, you know, owned and lived in by swingers. Yeah. And and so they had kind of told us about it. Yeah. And I forgot about it until I was listening to the Enlightened Pineapple podcast Yeah. to where they actually live in it. So um, I kind of got excited about trying to find it and... It was funny because when we were walking around Tuesday, we were walking around down Frenchman Street. And, you know, every every building that we could look into, we were just kind of joking like, is this it? Is this it? Yeah. Like, like we're on some, you know, scavenger hunt or something. <laughs> um, and then, lo and behold, uh, some unicorns that we knew that, that we were running around with that, you know, we're friends with, um, got invited to a party or got invited to a house from some people and and we kind of were doing our own thing wanted to go get some ice cream kind of decompress and we walk down to Pinkberry and all of a sudden I get this text I think we're at the house to which I I got ridiculously excited because (laughs) I literally have been looking for this house and so for them to get an invite and then me to have talked about it so much uh, that when they sent it I was like I need the address now. So the invite got extended to us and, and we went back. I don't know for sure that it was the house. I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure it was because based on pictures that I've seen um, on Twitter, we were kind of able to to piece it together. Um, we were talking about it. We were talking to, to one of the couples that was staying there and, and he was saying that it was um, like a condo and like a timeshare kind of thing, was he saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, Where they pay $100 a month or something like that. It's a little timeshare. So once he said it was a timeshare, I lost interest. I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful, though. The pool was amazing. Yeah. Um, and just to... I mean, it's a pool and a hot tub. I mean... Okay. But the whole... For the women, it looked amazing. Eh, I mean... It had okay. a great vibe. Like, if we could do something like that here in Central Florida, like, we would just... In fact, we were all joking about going in on a, a building and yeah. kind of turning it into it. So yeah. our own little... Our own little swing house. Yeah, our own little swing house. <laughs> but yeah, so that that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so we did try to set up a, a couple orgies. Um, I kind of want to say we failed at both of them. Yes. Just um, we felt that you know, the people that we invited to the orgies were okay in that kind of setting. 
Um, come to find out, they had some reservations. You know, we talked to them later after after we had the planned orgy. We talked to them, and you know, some couples weren't they weren't comfortable with it, and you know, it's fine. I mean, it's, you know, our play style is different from everybody else's. Um, we're kind of, you know, we go with the flow and we can, we can do the intimate one-on-one. We can do the, you know, three different couples or we can do the orgy depending on who's all there. Yeah. Depending on who's all there. We're not going to just, you know, join an orgy. We need to know. I mean, I'm pretty sure they needed to know, but we also told them who were going to be there. But, um, but then again, like, you know, some of the people that we invited, it was their first time to Nen. So last year we probably wouldn't left a party. Because yeah. I wanted to stay and dance and, and experience it. Um, you know, they're, like you said, some of them might not be into the whole orgy thing or, yeah. or you know, just wanting to play with the, the, the people that they're with. Um, you know, it is what it is. I, I, think, I think when you plan these things, if you plan them off the spare of the moment, if you're selective in who you invite, which we were... Um, you know, there's a chance that it might fail. And at the end of the night, uh, another couple came up. We A couple did come up. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still had a good time with yeah, the, yeah, with the yeah, people yeah. that did come. I yeah. mean, um, shout out to them. Uh, they made it in an in a, in a amazing night. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And yeah. then our unicorn friend showed up. Yep. And uh, joined in. Yep. And yeah, I mean it was a it was a fun night. The <laughs> we know to lower our orgy expectations. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I, I think it's just something that unless they are people that have played together previously, it's a little difficult to get new couples to join in in an orgy. When they don't know necessarily know the other couple, and, and that's to be expected because I think we would be the same way. Yeah, uh, we don't know this couple, so yeah, we're not. Instead, go. they were all couples that we picked off. Like, yeah. so so they were all couples that we wanted to play with. Yeah, but they didn't necessarily want to play with each other. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah our bad. I mean, we 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 still had intimate one on one relations with those couples. It just wasn't involved in an orgy, so right. So. I mean, I think, I think going back to the previous podcast of the Big Bang, yeah, weekend where we had the amazing, amazing orgy with our friends. Yeah. I think we were expecting that, and, exactly, and 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 it didn't happen. It didn't because, materialize because you know it wasn't our friends who are you know DTF whenever we're deep down to DTF. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but it, it it was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. What else is there? Uh, definitely, uh, one of our main goals at this NIN was to meet new people. Um, I don't want to say we wanted to necessarily not spend time and hang out with some of our some of our friends from Central Florida, but the the goal for this year was to definitely meet new people, make new connections. Um, I think we did that. We definitely made some new connections, some great friends. We did run into one of the host couples for the Wet and Wild party um, from one of our previous podcasts. Um, got to know them very well. Oh my gosh, that was we so much fun! With them. Yeah, and uh, and the the advice he gave us, the information he gave us, the help he's going to give us. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Like yeah. they were just such a great couple. I'm so glad we really got to know them. Yeah, I and mean, we you know we 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 got to know uh, another couple. Um, they are as over these last few days as we've talked and gotten to know each other a lot better. We are so much alike. We are them, and they are us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it is. It is. It is amazing how similar we are. Yeah. Yeah. So. They were. They. They are. I'm so thankful that we, um, just, uh, kind of broke up what you know the, um, clickish thing or or you know people don't talk to some people for whatever reason yeah. i'm glad we just went all in and was like let's talk to this couple let's talk to this couple we were because to everybody if we missed out on this couple we definitely would have missed out on a great friendship oh yeah um, yeah we'll even though they're talking. several states away you know we'll continue to keep in touch you know we'll talk about family and this this and that and 
you know, I'm pretty sure we'll, you know, have opportunities to, to do some travel together and see each other again. So yeah, I could definitely, definitely see on uh, going on like a vacation together or something with yeah. them. Like they, it was definitely a good time. Yeah. Um, one, one of the goals in meeting, you know, new people, a way that really helped us out was the social media aspects yes. of it. Yeah. Um, we were in a couple of kit groups. We were in a MeWe group. Um, yeah. uh, and of course, you know, the, 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 the Facebook group for, for Nan and just lifestyle Facebook couple pages and things like that. So, yeah, definitely the social, as- the social media aspect uh, definitely aided in our ability to connect and meet new people. Right. So, you know, because they're leading up to it, you're having these conversations or whatever. And then, you know, a couple of days before it, it really kicks into gear. It really picks up, yeah. And, and uh, shout out to the, the, the people that organize the, the kit groups and, and think, hey, let me, let me do this. We were talking to one of the groups that we were in, the guy who put it together, and he said, you know, he just wanted to know people when they got here so that's when he just started picking people off of the guest list and and put together this kick group and um it was a great it was a great group and it felt like we i i told him you know thank you for for picking us because it felt like we had established friendships already when we got it felt here. like we knew people yeah yeah so and then when we seen them when we were greeting you know we get that embrace Hey, what you doing later? This is Nat. So. Yeah, yeah. It really, it, it just added an extra layer of it. Yeah. You know, so so definitely when you're going to these events, um, you know, I know you find some of them on like Reddit. They'll have yeah kick groups or something like that. Yeah. Um, same with Facebook or um, same with like your SDC or SLS. That you know somebody will advertise that. Um, make sure you join them. The people in the group you know it, they might not be people you want to play with but just having that connection is yeah. is a great way to to make sure that you get the most out of it yeah um you know there were a couple other things that we that we had talked about leading up to it um you know with our friends here in central florida i mean we hung out with them we did want to limit the amount of time we hung out we, we, we didn't want to feel like we were joined to the hip with them and so Right. Yeah. Which which we didn't. You know, we we went there with the goal of meeting new people. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think not because I tend to fall in line, fall back into our group and kind of fall back into what's comfortable. Right. Yeah. And then my my goal at Nen was not to play with people that we play with every weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, that might sound harsh, but I went wanting to meet new people. Um, and so it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, and we were successful at it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And wrapping up, um, I wanted to talk about what NIN is about. Of course, it's about sexual empowerment, sexual freedom. There are tons of, of classes and seminars you can take from how to do anal sex correctly to how to give a great blowjob. What are some of the ones that you've seen, babe? Um, we missed the take sexy photos. I really wanted to take that class. Um, yeah. But then also like how to handle jealousy and fear in the lifestyle. Um, you know, just yeah. all, how to take care of yourself better. This being our second NIN, we, we really haven't taken advantage of some of those classes. Now, granted, some of them are free. Some of them you have to pay for. Um, but yeah, we haven't we haven't taken advantage of them. Maybe... Maybe next year. I mean, we say that now, but... I'm pretty sure we said it last year, too. We probably did, didn't we? It just seemed like there was, between working and then the stuff that we absolutely didn't want to miss, Yeah. there was really no time for, for, for classes. Yeah. So maybe next year we just carve out one class Yeah. and uh, and do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would actually like to do speed naked speed dating, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I want to at least try it. You know, it doesn't hurt to try it, so, you know. New Orleans is a great city. Um, I enjoy the people there, especially, of course, the food. Um, although, you know, some of that fried food can be a little too much, but, you know, that, that gumbo, man, that gumbo is on point. Um, the charbroil oysters. I could eat those every night. You can have the oysters. I'm not eating oysters. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're delicious. <laughs> um Definitely, if you know you're gonna spend a few days there, you know you got family that's gonna know what you wanted, what what you've done, 
but the city was like, you got to get out, take some vanilla photos. Uh, so, you know, Jackson Square is obviously a great place. Frenchman Street. Uh, we did a, uh, a, sleazy tour, a sleazy tour, the big sleazy tour. Yeah, it gave um, you the, the history of sex and sleaze in New Orleans. And it was really interesting because it literally started from the history of the history of New Orleans, the history of Louisiana, the uh, how New Orleans and the French Quarter um, came to be. Came to be, yeah. and and it was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. You can reach them at uh, strangetruetours.com. And uh, yeah, we had a great time. I mean, it was a walking tour, and it was you know ten o'clock in the morning. You know, it's kind of early if you just you know spent all night fucking. So. <laughs> I think along the way we did lose a couple of our friends. Who had decided this was too much. I yeah. need to go back and lay down. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. So there's so many um, things. And if, you, if you're if you on the Naughty in New Orleans Facebook page, they'll give you ideas of, of tourist stuff to do. Yeah. So. Um, Jackson Square, it's a great place for like local art vendors. Yeah. Um, we were talking to one lady who said she doesn't have a lot of people come up to her from our convention. Um, so yeah, definitely walk down there. And if you like art, if you like the city, they have a lot of great um, great art pieces. I've already picked out which vendor we're going to next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Frenchman Street. Uh, you know, the locals, that's one, of their, that's one of their spots. They, you know, from what we've heard, they don't really spend a lot of time or any time on Bourbon Street, you know. It's overpriced. It's dirty. They say in comparison, you know, you go down to Frenchman Street. Uh, we spent the a little bit of the first night that we got there Tuesday on Frenchman Street, and then Sunday night we went back down to Frenchman Street. Um, there are a lot of street vendors there. There's some nice clubs. There, are, you know, nice jazz bands there that play in the clubs. So um, I really wish we could have spent a little bit more time down there. Yeah, I think that's something next year that we're gonna you know plan carve away you know maybe pick a theme night that we don't need to go to and and go there instead yeah. and listen to music because yeah, i i really did like the, the music as far as like stuff to do i just got the impression there wasn't as much going on as there are is on bourbon street there wasn't as many like quick food options as there are on bourbon street yeah but but again that's because it's local and they don't need it um i guess but but i really did enjoy the music yeah yeah I think some of our takeaways from this event is that um, although we feel that we're a very approachable couple, we got some confirmation that we are. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And that was really good. Yeah. I, I think we've we've worked hard to really take the, um, you know, not, not, when people say like, this place is clickish. Yeah. We kind of don't go by that. We just break up the click and introduce ourselves to people. And I... I think because we do that, you know, we are. Yeah, not only introduce ourselves to people, but people feel comfortable introducing themselves to us, coming up to us and talking to us. And, you know, that, that that's a breath of fresh air because we did run into several couples that, that, that felt that they have a hard time connecting with people. Yeah, well, I mean, one of them said that, you know, a couple told them that they weren't approachable because they are so attractive. Yeah. So does that mean we're not attractive? I don't think that doesn't mean we're not attractive. I think we, you know, I don't want to say we're the most attractive, but I think we are attractive enough. Um, I think in this lifestyle it's very, because I was this way last year, I think it's very easy to um, just totally write off beautiful people thinking that, you know, they're out of your league. What are they going to talk to you about? Yeah. And I mean, I've never felt that way. I mean, if, uh, for me, it's all based on, it's it, it, it's an invisible energy. It's an invisible energy. You can tell, you know, you can look at somebody and you can tell whether you can approach them or not. And that's just the way I've always lived my life. But that's not all, that's not always the way that I've lived my life. Yeah, so, I, I mean, that's your, yeah. that's your opinion, but... But to me, like like last year with the the tall blonde, like that I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna say hi to her, and she turned out to be the super nice person. So I think this year, I was kind of really proud of myself because I broke out of my introverted lifestyle shell and really said hi to everybody. And there were a lot of beautiful women that 
I normally would be intimidated by because of how beautiful they were that I said hi to. And we just had the greatest conversations with, Yeah. Um, you know, and one of them's the couple that we really connected with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just because I was like, what's the worst that they can say? It's nice to meet you. Have a nice day. Yeah. Like, I mean, because for the most part, since we've been in a lifestyle, we haven't really met. Well, maybe one or two couples that have been like, don't talk to us. Right. So, <laughs> uh, but for the most part, that's not the norm. No, it, know, it's it's not, and I think and even this if there's year, no no connection, you know, in in terms of eventually playing or whatnot, uh, they're still nice to you. They still talk to you. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 couple that we met um, a couple of times outside the hotel with the 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 tall black guy and the sh- short petite um, black haired lady. Yeah, uh, I mean she she was absolutely beautiful. I I would have never said hi to her before because she was just so beautiful and uh but from the moment that i said hi to her every time after that big hugs and kisses from her and super excited to see me so so yeah it 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 was uh we are very approachable um but we take but we also take the approach of making sure that we approach people exactly you know they might not feel as comfortable approaching people as as we are Mm -hmm. so but it it was reassuring to you know to find out from other people how approachable we are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um we're a strong couple. Um I think that our experiences from last year at Nin compared to this year have allowed us to reach a different level in our relationship. Mhm. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, we still have our disagreements. We still have our little tits for, you know, I won't say tit for tat, but we still have our arguments. Um, I want to say that the difference between last year and this year is, is that we we had a, a short disagreement this year, but we didn't let it affect us the yeah. rest of the trip. Whereas last year, we had a disagreement and it affected us the entire trip. Right. So. I um, mean, we had a couple of them. And uh, I think one of them, it, it could have turned into last year, but we had talked prior about like just maybe putting a pin in it and bringing it back home and discussing it back home. And so that's what we chose to do. And thankfully we did because the rest of our trip, you know, continued on to be amazing as opposed to a train wreck. Yeah. Um, yeah. And an additional takeaway and something that, uh, when I was talking to James from sex uninterrupted, um, was like developing more of a release schedule for our podcast. He was telling me that, you know, they, you know, when they first started, they would release a podcast here and there. And that when they started to really like get on a release schedule, that's when their podcasting took off. So I think as we move forward with this, we'll try to try to develop a schedule and, uh, you know, try and get more serious about our podcasting. Um, still, there's still a lot I need to learn. Uh, in regards to the the software platforms that I decide to use for the podcasting, the the editing, you know all that you know all that stuff. So um, I think we kind of went into this this nin with having fun, but then also a business trip, um, kind of helping yeah. us grow. And and luckily we made the connections um, to where I think we we've got great advice, and hopefully this time next year, you know we're a little bit further down the road. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So with that said, um, we're going to bring this podcast to a close. I'm pretty sure there's some, some some things that we missed that we'll, you know, we'll definitely bring up in some future podcasts. Um, but we definitely want to uh, shout out Casual Swingers, Sex Uninter- Uninterrupted, Tom, and, Tom Bunny and Bunny, of Tom's Trips, of Tom's Trips, and ASN magazine we didn't get to see him I didn't want to interrupt him um, they were talking but um, we've been back and forth um, on Facebook today so um, hopefully we'll meet them on the cruise in November because they're going to be there too so yeah yeah and then there was one more I don't remember either sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it'll come to us eventually but it was a great the, the podcasters meet and greet I think was the highlight of the trip for me because Literally everybody we missed, we listened to, um, what is it, Swing Down Under? Yeah, Swing um, Down Under. That They were there. Um, One Love. 
We didn't get a chance to talk to Average Swingers or the Enlightened Pineapple, but we do listen to you guys. Um, definitely uh, great resources for us. Um, and we hope that we provide a great resource for those that listen to us in regards to the niche that we uh, that we're attempting to fill. Yeah, so, you definitely. Know, you know, the lives and struggles and challenges and, and successes of being an interracial couple in the swinger lifestyle. So and just being real. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's hard to be fake in this lifestyle because um, you can sniff that out. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can sniff that out like like it's like like it's nothing. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Sorry if we rambled, but we had so much to talk about. Like, Nen was, it was amazing. It was epic for us. I mean, yeah, it was epic for us. We had one couple that that was, I mean, they were having a good time, but them meeting us made their naughty New Orleans. Right. And and to hear things like that, it's it's just amazing. It's so special. Yeah. Yeah. And. uh, again, not because we're all that. It's just that we took the time to, to just meet them and give them time and talk to them. And, yeah. and uh, I think we learned a lot last year at NIN. I think you know our experiences between last year's NIN and this year's NIN, and then also talking about NIN starting a couple months ago. Yeah. Like, you know, there were there were a lot of things that we had in place already. Yeah. Yeah. Now, our next big trip um, is the Bliss Cruise in November. But well, we're going to Splash. Yeah, but that's the whole hotel takeover. Yeah. yeah. Big trip. Okay, yeah, big you're Big trip. Right. Yeah, so that'll be our first lifestyle cruise. We can't wait. Um, Heard a lot of great things about it. Yeah, and I think Nin was a great primer for it. Yeah. So, especially the physical demands that... You'll have? That we'll both have. <laughs> so, yeah. So, looking forward to that. So, once again, we're going to wrap this up. This is uh, your host, C Money with Mixed Nuts, and, and my wife. wife. Thank you for listening. Peace.